Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. When you hear music like this, if you guessed that this was a, uh, a Lonely Guy Tuesday edition of Better Together, on this very lonely Tuesday, you would have guessed correctly. A little something from Bill Conti, one of the greatest film composers of all time, on one of the greatest soundtracks, I think, of all time, the Rocky soundtrack. This is Philadelphia Morning. If you recall the first Rocky, when he was training, having to get up really early, and uh, starting on his new path, wasn't so easy. And you can hear it in this music. We'll talk about that a little bit on this. Uh, yes, it's a Lonely Guy Tuesday. It's a very lonely Tuesday, but I'd also like to think that it's our Better Together Back to School edition, which, by the way, really will be a lot stronger. And we'll do a Back to School edition with Kelsey next year. You'll see the difference because she'll bring more of that back to school energy we love. But this, uh, But again, we lonely people. We have no choice in most cases, but to just uh, go about our business alone and to keep trying. But doesn't mean we have to be so, so down about this, right? We can just, we can go to Bill Conti's other song, Going the, Di- Going the Distance, get a little more pumped up, you guys. Yeah. It is a lonely, lonely Tuesday. This Lonely Guy Tuesday edition of Better Together. Our back to school edition. Because let's face it, guys. That was it last weekend. That was it for summer. Labor Day is now behind us. It's Tuesday. And you know what? I haven't put this out publicly yet. You've heard me say that Monday is the new Wednesday. I'm going to go right now. But again, this is when Maria is not here and I'm caffeinated. I get a little crazy. I get a little stunad. I get a little bots. <clears throat> I'm a big risk taker. I say these things. These are the things that are going to get me canceled, but I'm going to just, someone has to be brave enough to say it. 
Tuesday is now the new Thursday. Yep. Very exciting, guys. That means tomorrow's Friday and we're done. I'm telling you, kids, you're going to see in this country the four-day work week. You're already seeing it. You're going to eventually even see the three-day work week. So I'm not that far off. I'm not that far off. And that's not a bad thing. Anyhow, I hope, uh, my goodness, I am, uh, you know, when you have a chinch bug, I, there's a certain kind of bug that gets in the soil. This is an Adam Carolla joke. And there's a certain kind of bug that a, a little bit of it is good because it kills the other bad bugs that kill the grass, but then too much of it kills the grass. I don't know if it's a chinch bug or what. I say that because now this is three days of three lonely days in a row, and it might just be a little too much of, of Uncle Kev and his loneliness. But please know it gives Maria and Pooja and Kelsey time off that they really need because um, I'm here to witness how hard they all work and how much they care about this show. So, anyway, just putting up with me one more day, kids, then um, you can go on an Uncle Kev detox. How about that? See, we got that to look forward to. Uh, and, and like I said, just when you start feeling sorry for yourself, having to put up with me, imagine what poor Maria deals with <laughs> for however many years. And yeah, that um, I will say this about myself, that, uh, and I... You guys all know this about me. That broken record, it just keeps on playing because, uh, you know, no matter whether she listens to me or not, remember the title of my book that's never been published, tentative title, Too Dumb to Quit. That is me. So, yes, I'm too dumb to quit talking and uh, uh, trying to teach and preach and help and, uh, and then sometimes judge <laughs> and joke do other things. So uh, let's see. There's again, as we get a little too much of Uncle Kev. All right. So we're on. It's a lonely day three, people. <clears throat> it's a Tuesday. But I did want to talk about um, back to school. You know, I, again, a little, little nostalgia. I think back. I, I don't know what it's like for kids back in the day, but at least in the East Coast, we were mentally, I feel, more prepared for our back to school or in other climates, because you're actually feeling a climate change. And when, I remember saying this to Francisco when he, we were working on the Connecticut house, I remember saying, Francisco, listen to me, it's hot right now, but when it switches here, it switches fast. But back east, it's overnight. I mean, you go from, you know, 100 degrees in humidity to literally just in a matter of days, it's like 40 degrees. It's the strangest thing. But it helps you mentally because you go, okay, I'm gonna me mentally put summer behind me, which tends to have more of a recreation, vacation, laid back kind of vibe into, okay, brass tacks, let's get to work. Um, let's be responsible, let's do things. That's why it's weird why California, Southern California, I swear, I have many theories as to why we don't necessarily produce the, uh, the greatest of human beings. I, I, well, let me say this, I think we rock high-low. I think the highs, of the people out here are great, but they're few and far between. And I think, unfortunately, the lows are low. Um, digressing, it's, uh, I think it's a combination of, you know, the fact that we've always been the place that attracts the get rich quick. I mean, there's something, let's face it, right? I'm going to go out there and become famous. 
go back to the gold rush. I'm going to go out there and just strike gold and get rich. You know, you leave your families, you leave your loved ones. And, and listen, I, I'm one who did it. So I'm all for people pursuing their dreams. But there's definitely something about a bit of a detachment and self-centeredness. But then when you get here with this weather, bringing it back to the weather, back east, for better or worse, cold weather, you know, yes, our families always were fist fighting and wanting to kill each other. But I do think that there's a bonding that takes place and out here in L.A., it's more challenging because of the weather. They're just out the door. You know, we were like, it got dark early, it got cold, you're inside. But out here, it's almost, um, they, I don't know, put you into a summer and vacation mentality um, year round. That's why when it, it's starting to get colder here in the winters, and I love it because I get that feeling. Um, but out here, yeah, there's definitely something about I'm always at play. So you never take anything serious. And it's sad because you don't take other people serious. You don't take their problems serious. You don't, you know, it's just. So uh, I think my dad nailed it when he came out here. He's like, you know, everyone out here is 42 going on seven. Uh, what did he say? It's, yeah, 42 going on 17. And I know what he meant by it. Uh, but anyway. I, listen, I love summer and I love leisure and all that stuff. And I know many of you are sad because summer's gone, but I will say, um, yeah, I think it was Freud who said, there, I think it was something to the effect of, there are two things in life, love and work, what else is there? And so I feel like, you know, when we start going to fall and, you know, it, it's not a bad thing to now roll up our sleeves and say, okay, now let's let's get to work. Let's pursue something. But I, I think there's a men, there, right now is the time for two different things. I think if you're listen, if you're on the journey toward betterment, here's why I, I've always liked the fall, because I'm now looking at the end of the year. And then I ask myself, how do I want to finish this year? I want to finish strong. And and, and I'll take this back a second. You know, how many times do are we so giving in a relationship, overly giving, let's say, and we're taken advantage of and we're used, right? And at the end, we finally snap. <laughs> Tell the person to F off or say something inappropriate or just, you know, or worse, who knows? Let's take it to a job. You work a job and the job hasn't done you right, but you've done the job right. So you quit, but maybe you quit abruptly. Maybe you don't give notice um, or you, you get your new job and you give notice, but those last two weeks, you just totally mail it in. And then if the job calls you and needs anything, you just ghost them. You stick it to them good. Here's the problem with that. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. It undermines all the good that you did, and that's what you get remembered for. Like, sadly, I mean, think of sports, Steve the Steamer. Think of sports. It's like Muhammad Ali's career, I think it's changing because he did, he was such a hero politically, but forever it was all about his 1980 match against Larry Holmes as an old man getting the crap beat out of him. Um, so unfortunately, we're usually remembered by our last move. So my big thing has always been, in anything in life, I'm always like, finish strong. And I'll go back to the Connie business, which you hear me talk about a lot for the near decade that I did it, through, you know, after, right after college and, and uh, every summer, winters I'd come and write and work in LA in production. And summers I would work there to get my cash. But, you know, we would start in April and it was seven days a week and brutally cold when we started, if you know what East Coast Aprils are like. And then at the beginning of April, it was the marathon and I believe, uh, well, an opening day was kind of the kickoff of our season, opening day for the Red Sox. And we would end at the end of October. It would be the regatta, the Harvard Square regatta, and I think the Topsfield Fair. And by the end, we, we were just dragging our knuckles, exhausted. You're usually injured. I mean, you know, at that point, your back, your feet, you, you know, you're really and, and banged up. It was like sports. It was like a football season because of what you put your body through. And if you weren't medicating, which me and maybe two other people weren't, everyone else was heavily medicated, but then not understanding that they, were even, they would be even more burnt out at the end of it. But the one thing I used to challenge the kids working with me and then the older junkies working with me, I'm like, guys, can we just, let's just finish strong. Let's finish strong. Um, Take it back to sports again. It's always, if you want to bet on a winning team, usually, if on who's going to win, you know, um, the title, it's usually the team playing best at the end. You know, they finish the season strong. So I'm very much about finishing the year strong. And by the way, if you do leave a job or whatever, or you're getting out of a relationship, finish strong. That's what you'll be remembered for. You don't want to be a double loser. Like we talked about with the Fonz when he had to jump the shark against the California kid. And Richie said, why Fonz? Why? Why are you jumping the shark and risking your life? It means nothing. And he said, I came out to California to become a star. I failed at the audition. I, I ain't going home a double loser. So if you're already feeling like a loser in your relationship or in your job or even this year, you don't want to be a double loser by going out weak or worse than weak, going out destructive. But even with your year, I think this is the time now to look at, okay, how do I want to finish 2019, listen to me, 2022. How do I want to finish this year? This is the time 
that uh, I'm going to start reflecting on that. And what I usually do, like, okay, I'm going to assess what, we're, and by the way, it feels good too, because you actually get to go over, you, just when you think you haven't accomplished anything, and by the way, it's because of my, uh, my, I always have to breathe in when I say it, but my, you know, uh, illness is plural. Uh, with my body, I feel as though I, you know, I'm down on myself. I haven't done much, but then if I really peel away the layers, I'm sure I'm going to find a lot of good I did. And then I'm going to think, okay, how do I, how can I finish this year strong? And what can I do to finish off the year right? And I think that's part one of the mentality to have with back to school. And I think part two is, what are the seeds I can start planting for 23? You don't have to, you know, it's not now. Whatever it is you want for your new year, let's start thinking about it now. Because I don't know, maybe we can plant seeds. We don't have to start working on it, but we can plant some seeds. Hey, I'd like to have this done. I'd like to have that done. I'd like to, I don't know, clean out my closet. I just got a, I just got a text from Queen Kelsey, enjoying her time off, and she sent me the most amazing picture of an, an outfit that's so not Kelsey, but she looks amazing in it. And so I said, um. We need a wardrobe upgrade, B, because of course, you know, we all call each other B. And I said, uh, let's go. <laughs> and she was like, of course, Kelsey, because you know Kelsey. She's just in on everything. She's like, let's go. I'm ready. Um, but that might be her thing. You know, maybe it's time to, to, uh, to upgrade uh, the, the wardrobe for Kelsey. You know, and she, you know, she certainly can afford it. She can, she's just not put the time into it. And maybe it's time to embrace some new looks. I don't know. Just throwing things out. It could be light things, but it could be other things that mean a lot. So I think um, with the back to school mentality, this is how this at this time of the year, right after Labor Day, as we head into the holidays in the fall, let's start thinking about how we want to end the year. And let's start planting those seeds for next year, or even think, what are the seeds? We don't have to necessarily plant them, but where are they? And I just think it's all healthy. I really do. Um, and I don't know, am I the only one that, I just, I just used to love the change in this. I love the change in climate, the foliage. Um, do kids still go back to school shopping? Patreon fans, you guys are good about this. Do kids even do that anymore? Is that a thing? I remember having a friend, um, super, super nerdy guy, but sweet as anything. And unfortunately, he had a brain tumor and died at 14. Sorry to bring the show down. Um, but I'm like, I hate to be cynical, but I hate to be cynical, but it's like, yeah, because he was so nice. Of course, he had to die. But he used to like to go back to school. So he, he would call up um, before the 4th of July. His name was Richard Wynn. He was this really, really a character. And he would call up um, when we were like seventh and eighth grade, he'd call up. And I didn't have many friends. I just moved to this town. So I basically had no friends. He was my only friend. And he would call up and say, huh? Do you want to go back to school shopping? <laughs> he was excited at the end of literally like two or three weeks after school, or right at the beginning of July, which uh, I got a kick out of. Regret versus failure. Here's a reminder. Speaking of Richard Wynn, there was I remember when we got to high school, and back back then it was then you older people know. It was real bullying. You were beat up. You were you had your books dumped. You had your books put in the garbage, and you had things dumped on you. I mean, like it was brutal. 
compared to today. I know today they have the social media bullying and all that too. So I'm not dismissing it, but it was something. And I remember Rich, Rich and I were going to walk across the, there was a field behind the high school. We were going to walk across to, to go to get something. There's a place called White Hen Pantry. I don't even know if they have them anymore. And I forget, we went to the field and I saw just a group of older kids and I just knew they were going to bully us. And I just said, you know, uh, I'm not feeling so good. I think I'm going to go back in. He's like, really? He's like, oh, you know, and I was like, and um, he walked across alone. And of course, I, they didn't physically terrorize him, but they, you know, verbally did. And I don't know. And that always sat with me as a regret. You know, I would have, looking back, I wish I had walked with him and failed. Let's say I failed to defend him or they did abuse me or whatever. And of course, because I'm Italian, I'm like, okay, how can I get revenge on these guys? I don't do that anymore, but I'll remember one of the kids um, showed up at my house delivering dominoes. And he was like, supposedly the toughest guy in our high school, which it was Winchester High, not Medford High. So Medford High, that means something, Winchester High. That doesn't mean much, <clears throat> but back then it did to me because I was being beat up at home so much that I was afraid. It was, wasn't until the beauty of alcohol and drinking that lowered my um, inhibitions. And then all my boxing training came out and I, someone who tried to fight me, I was able to beat the tar out of them. Then I realized, oh wait, I am really tough. And by the way, I've been hit so many times in the head that what do I care? It doesn't really hurt that much, just stings for a second. But this guy ended up showing back up. And by the way, I'm vi vibrating a little lower in this time, but he came and I made sure that I stood above him and um, to let him know. And you could see my energy, people know energy. He kept backing away from me every time I stepped forward, trying to talk to him, but nice talk, but he knew the energy. And um, I was like, oh, let me go get you a tip. And I made him wait. And they brought him down like, I don't know, like five bucks. Um, but just so you know, even then, when I was vengeful, um, I sat out there and talked to him and he told me some of his life problems and then I worked on people I knew <laughs> to help him. So I don't know what the point of the story is. Oh, regret versus failure. That's why uh, regret is worse than failure. And just a little homage to my poor friend, Rich, who died, who was very sweet and who honored back to school shopping. Every now and again, you know, you go in your Walmarts, you go in your Target. You used to see the back-to-school signs. I don't know if it's still a thing. I really don't know if it's a thing anymore. But it used to be a thing. It wasn't very fun in my family because I remember, ugh, it was such a pain going and trying on a regular clothes at Marshalls, getting hand-me-downs. Yeah, it wasn't fun. But I feel like today it would be fun. Okay, well, listen, I've gone off the rails enough. Well, speaking of, I'll say this as I end this segment. I... I uh, so I think it was about 15 years ago. I almost did go back to school. Rodney Dangerfield, great, great, I think nearly forgotten comedy where Rodney Dangerfield at middle age decides to go return to college. Um, I tried to go back to my old school. Um, I, I just had hit a point in life where I was like, you know, uh, Maria was good. Her career was good. Mom and dad would live with us. Joe, my brother Joe was out here protecting her. And I said, you know, I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to go back to college <laughs> and uh, go for like six months or a year. And maybe I'll document it, make a documentary out of it or something. But at the end of the day, 
why not? Let's see what I have left in the tank. Let's see if I can go hang with the kids. And I remember my mother being like, are you nuts? <laughs> but I almost did it. And then at the last minute, I forget, I think I something work-wise came up. Universe stepped in and goes, no, buddy, that's not for you. But uh, I don't know. I think that, you know, if something jarring happened in my life, if, uh, if, if children don't come soon, I, I don't know. There might be one. Every great champion, every great popular person thinks they have one more fight left in them. Steve the Steamer would know that. Every great champion always believes they have one good, good one left in them. And I think every popular person or someone who aspires to be popular, as let's face it, I do and believe we all should, you think you got one more run in you. And I feel like I do. And I don't think, you know, as I'm talking myself into this. If kids don't come, yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'm, I'm good for one semester, maybe two. One or two semesters, yeah. See what's left. Anyway, with that said, I want to talk about um, your peak work years and, uh, and an awareness of them. Not that I want to limit anybody, but it was an awareness that was shared with me that, uh, I don't know, it's been it's a little bit shocking, but, but in a good way. And then um, I want to talk about sometimes why it's good. It's many times and oftentimes it's good to not get what we want. And then, oh, I don't know, maybe there'll be some tips in there about teeth whitening and how to pour a good latte. Okay, guys, all that and more on this back to school edition, very lonely Tuesday, lonely guy Tuesday. I think that's enough titles for this show. All right, we'll be right back. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Do you remember it? Do not go gentle into, into, into that good night. Old age, buried in rage, at, at close of day. This is Ronnie Dangerfield when he went rage, back to school. Rage against the dying of a life. Doing his final exam. Wild man who thought it sang the sun of light and learned too late. They grieved in its way. Do not go gentle to that. Do not go gentle into that good night, heel squad. Near death. Brave men near death. Yes. Preach, Rodney. Rage against the dying of a life. Yes. And you, my father. Doing the scene with Sally Kellerman, name drop, that I hung out with. Talked about this movie with her. 
You're not good, Jack. It means I don't take shit from no. Listen. I'm gonna pass the She's gonna pass the test. I'm staying in school. Boom, you guys, that's it. See, now I'm all excited again to go back to school. Yeah, it's funny. I remember meeting Sally Kellerman and we talked, and she was saying how hard Rodney worked on this behind the scenes. And she said I didn't really, I wasn't able to socialize with him because he was working so hard, just always trying to improve scenes and things like that. And it's kind of cool. I'm glad I did get to talk to her. I'll tell you, you know, going back to regret versus failure, for someone, you know, like me that I, I be very candid with you guys. I mean, I've met, I've socialized and become friendly with Howard Stern, who was my idol, and even closer with Sylvester Stallone, who is um, even more my idol, lifelong. And it's been such a, both have been such inspirations on my life. And, you know, just when you think of um, how the arts can inspire us or just even distract us. I mean, we would, in the, going back to the carny business, my goodness, if we didn't have Howard those three or four hours doing all the mindless work we'd be doing, building the rides or building the, um, putting up the equipment, whatever. I mean, I don't know how we would have made it through, honestly. And then Rocky and the music and just all of it, just always inspiring you, giving you that pump you need to get you through another day. And uh, I'm grateful, beyond grateful, that uh, I've been able to meet and connect with them. But at the same time, I have fallen asleep on some opportunities um, and I regret it. I, listen, you hear me mention the greatest life coach of all time. No, that's not Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins learned everything from Captain Lou Albano. You know, Tony privately admits it. He does. He admits it. He learned everything from Captain Lou. He learned some stuff from the Grand Wizard of Wrestling as well. Um, not so much from Freddie Blassie, but Captain Lou. All life lessons from Tony Robbins lifted from Captain Lou Albano. I digress. But the thing is, I, I, you know, Captain Lou passed away in probably 2009 or 2010. And I surely would have had the means to have met him. I mean, how? I, at that point, you probably could have. I knew people who've hired celebrities, let's say, at that level for, I don't know couple thousand bucks to take them to dinner even. And I don't know why I just, I slept on all that stuff. And I, I, I wish, I really wish I could have met him and talked to him. Um, John Taffer from Bar Rescue, you know, huge fan of the show and boom, we're best of friends. But the other regret I have is, is uh, Mickey Rooney. So why, one of Mickey Rooney's last Thanksgivings, he came to our house for Thanksgiving dinner with us. And I've mentioned my friend Randall before, who um, was friends with everyone in old Hollywood and was very dear friends with Mickey. And Mickey Rooney came to our house. And, uh, you know, my one of the favorite Christmas specials, those oh, the claymation specials that Rankin Bass created, You're Without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus Coming to Town, um, Mickey Rooney was the voice of Santa. And I, 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 I mean, I'm obsessed with those. I watch them every year. And in fact, it's a little teaser right now for everybody on this um, Lonely Guy Tuesday Back to School edition. With Back to School, guys, comes Halloween, Thanksgiving, and of course, Christmas. And I'm just going to say this right now that uh, Better Together maybe 
unless, uh, I don't know, unless an act of God comes in, will be producing Christmas specials and spirits where we will be covering all of your favorite Christmas specials in depth, breaking them down, giving you a little history, uh, informing, edifying, clarifying, commenting, critiquing, whatever I'm leaving out here, I don't know. But uh, but anyway, I, yeah, and and I I didn't I I don't I didn't uh, I didn't talk to him at length. I didn't when I could have I could have asked him all about that and his career. And I yeah I just I don't know what was in, I don't know. I just got I I, I must have just been two in my own head that time thinking of <laughs> knowing me being an Italian, seeing all the awesome food. <laughs> I probably was just preoccupied with that. But uh, yeah, it's, that's one of my regrets. So I'm going to try to check myself and think about the people that I, I don't know, I'd want to connect with and meet. Um, and these days I'm pretty good. I've cold reached out to many people and said, hey, I'm a huge fan of yours. And if there's anything I can do to help to your brand or whatever, free of charge, let me know because I'm just a fan of what you're doing. So I don't know. Needless to say. Um, peak. Yeah, I had a, I, uh, a friend of mine who, you know, God, it was interesting with the pandemic. I don't know if this happened to many of you. So many old friends reached out. And I, and again, I think my part of the pandemic was surrendering, getting to that, you're right, you win, can I go now? But also it was forgiveness, too, for a lot of people. And I think by doing that, some people out there forgave me, too. But I just feel like so many people from my past that I lost touch with and they weren't the best of falling outs. Um, reached back out and um, one was a, was a, was a, an old girlfriend from um, literally just right after high school. Um, I was 19 and she was from uh, another country. And um, it was one of the things I just got like, just went head over heels and I was like, okay, I just want to marry her and go live in China or Panama. That's one of the two countries she jumped between. And it was just, yeah, I think I talked about this before. It's the summer of love. And I think, yeah, I have, because I played Olivia Newton-John for you all. But um, I don't know, all these decades later, she finds me. But platonically, everybody, platonically, just more just to say thank you to my family and to me because we, she said we welcomed her into this country. We made her feel at home. And it was nice because it was a nice reminder that in my mind, it was like, oh, we, we broke up. And she, who knows, like well, so many other past relationships, probably is like, oh, that guy, what a jerk <laughs> he is or was. Um, but no, she wasn't. And anyway, but it's it's been great because I she has such a, an interesting perspective. Um, and she was saying to me, um, and her whole thing, and this is so great, like why God, I just believe in the work of angels because it's really, she's helped me. It's almost like a, she's been a sign from the, from the universe to say, okay, Kev, you've been in shame prison long enough. You did your, but you've been in there too long. It's time to get your parole. Um, and so she, she, she's very much like, Hey, you helped me at that time in my life get where I needed to be, you and your family. And I want to do what I can for you. 
It's just very nice. And again, you know, probably the old me would have pushed away help. But um, as I tell you guys all the time, I, you know, we all need help. Benny Medina, biggest manager in our business. Look him up. J-Lo, everybody. Little, another name drop. And I'll forget to say Benny. He was telling me at 17, he began working for Barry Gordy in Motown. Um, and I said, I can't even imagine the stories you have to tell about Diana Ross, about Michael Jackson. He's like, oh my goodness, all of it. And I said, you, you know you're looking at, a, at the very least, a limited series. You need to write that. And as I'm talking, I'm forgetting who I'm talking to. And I said, Benny, Benny, okay. Uh, the last thing you need is to hear this from me or my help. And he said, hey, wait a second. You got to know something. We all need help. So just know that when a guy like Benny Medina says that, we all need help. So don't be afraid to ask for help because we all need help. And so when my friend Lily offers me help, I'm like, you know what? Okay, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, we all need help. So she said, you know, what, what are you looking at for these next? This is why you need to really look at your life and what, the choices you're making, the work you're doing, where you want to put your energy. She said, because you're, you're entering now your peak years of productivity. According to her, 55 to 65. And she said, and I said to her, you know, like, no, what are you talking about? I see Sly Stallone is in his mid-70s, and he's he you literally think you're talking to a 45-year-old just by looking at him, but his energy is talk. And then when she really broke it down for me, and we started coming up with scenarios. One scenario, um, let's say. Right now, someone says, hey, I've got, um, I've got an investor who wants to invest $5 million in your next movie, Kev. But um, he's only available to meet down in Long Beach at 6 o'clock on a Friday. And um, if you know geography from L.A. to Long Beach, 6 o'clock on a Friday, it's about could be three hours of traffic to get there for an hour for what would normally be a 40, 30 minute ride would probably be about three hours and coming on the same thing. You ask me that now at this age and I'm going to say to you, Oh my God, I'm in, I'm gone. Sure. Done. She's like, but it really at that age, I really, I'm like, you know, if you're 66, 67, 68, you're going to go, uh, you know? And so it really, it did get me thinking. And when I talked to my mentor, Andrew Lee, about it, who's in that age bracket, <coughs> he said, yeah, and the reason she's right, it's not just about what, you know, you won't do after that. It's about where your mind is at in those 10 years. He said, you're finally at a place where at this point, you kind of know who you are. You kind of know more of what you want to do. You know, at this point, what not, you're not as stressed because you know, you've, you've kind of figured out that you don't need to be as stressed about certain things. Um, and it can be your most, and that's why I guess you see people and entrepreneurs or in big business. It's like, I think that's kind of their peak too, where they're, they're playing around. They're, they're in more in a sense of play than they are in a sense of expectation, which I talked about on yesterday's show, um, hopefully with any luck. So I don't know. I think it's made me think 
And if you're that age or close to that age or your parents that age, I just think it's something to consider. And so you ask yourself, well, what do I what do I want to do? Who do, who do I want to spend my time with? Or where do I want to spend my time? And so as we're in this back to school edition, these are the things we can think about as we end this year. Okay, maybe we can't start investing in what those choices are right now, but we can line up what those choices will be in 23. Just, again, something to think about from um, just another broken record. Guys, we'll take uh, another break. Come back. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the perils of getting what you want and why sometimes when you get what you want, when you don't get what you want, most of the time, it's a good thing. Okay, you guys, be right back on this uh, very lonely Tuesday, Lonely Guy Tuesday, back to school edition of Better Together. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. No, you're not going crazy. Yes, it's Mr. Maria Menounos. No, it is not Better Together. Well, it's a very special Better Together. It's a Lonely Guy Tuesday. It's a very lonely Tuesday. It's our Back to School edition. This is the opening, by the way, to the movie Back to School. Speaking of going doing a call back to soundtracks amazing soundtrack in back to school as you can hear 
And it's funny, it's a nice pictorial collage of Rodney Dangerfield's life in this movie. Great for storytelling, by the way. You just lay down all the groundwork and your credits. See, an amateur writer would spend pages and pages trying to explain all this stuff, but this, uh, this writer was very clever. Anyway, I digress, what a surprise. Yes, it's back to school, kids. Back to school. Okay. You know, think about going back to school. And I don't know, you, some of you may refute this and feel free to do so. But um, I don't know about you, but if you asked me back in school, whether it was uh, elementary school, junior high, or even high school, if you asked me if um, whoever I had a crush on, if I could marry that person, if I would do it or not do it, I don't know about you guys, but I'd be like, oh my God, of course I'm going to marry them. I'll never forget having an older uh, cousin who was great. He was one of the few like positive role models I had, other than my dad. Um, and he was on my dad's side of the family. Really good guy. He ended up adopting uh, a bunch of kids out you know, um, that were really in hardship. Uh, it's a good guy. In fact, you know what? Write that down, Kelsey, if you're listening to this. I'm, I, I think I owe them a, a little jingle jangle. But I remember him. I remember my I was I had a crush, a crazy crush on a girl. And by the way, I was old for I was old for a lifetime back then. <laughs> so the, no one liked me back. Uh, but I had a mad crush on a girl and I remember him saying like, I know you think one day you might marry her. He's like, but you're not gonna. <laughs> and he's like, I know you think that, but you're not gonna. He's like, and you may not even know it. Um, and I'll always remember that. But if, if I got what I wanted, I would have. I would have married her and then I'd be like, wait, who's this person <laughs> that, you know, um, is completely incompatible with me and has gone in 20 other directions. But I think that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to a ticket. Um, we'll go inside baseball, inside showbiz. I'll take it to my life. You know, when I first came into business, by the way, when I, speak and my lecture schools around the country it's one of the things i always bring up but um about how uh you know focusing exclusively on what you want and again setting up those expectations like i talked about on monday show if you didn't listen to the monday show then i encourage you to because i went over um the problem with expectations on a, it was a very lonely labor day if you didn't know, it was. It was a very lonely Labor Day. I digress. But um, when I first came out here, I said, all I want to do is write sitcoms. I was a huge fan of Friends and Seinfeld. I was like, I just want to write sitcoms. That's it. That's all I want to do. That's it. If I don't do that, I'm a failure. And that was it. Now, what I didn't know was that the universe had other plans for me. And no matter how hard I tried, and I, as I say, on my gravestone, my book will be um, 
too dumb to quit. My grave will say few people tried harder. But I just couldn't break in. And I would see the writers. And, you know, they had nice, really nice apartments. They drove very nice cars. And I would say, wow, that, that, that will be the day. Just, just to even have a right, forget be a showrunner, but just to be a writer on one of those shows. Oh, my God, I would, I would just do anything. And um, like I said, no matter how hard I tried, and again, as I said, and you'll, when you go visit Oak Grove Cemetery and oh, I don't know, a matter of years, maybe a matter of months, and you go visit my grave, you'll see, it'll say, few people tried harder. Um, but it didn't happen. But now you cut to decades later, people, and all of those people I looked up to, none of them are in the business anymore. There's the, the four camera sitcom, you know, where you hear a laugh track, um, they're on a studio set, it's a live audience, that's a four camera one. The one camera is the ones that, you know, the, the comedies that are 22 minutes, but they look, it looks more like a film. I don't know if that is too inside showbiz for you, but that's the difference between a one camera and a four camera. But most of the four cameras are gone. I mean, CBS has a couple, but you're talking about a business now where you already had um, a huge amount of people fighting for those limited slots. Well, now you have even a bigger group of people fighting for even more limited slots because there were way more of those four camera sitcoms and now they just aren't anymore. And, um, and again, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that uh, money shows success, so please, just, just stay with me on this, okay? But I have a lot more than, well, all of them, actually, financially, but then also, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I built a network, the first of its kind, that's been copied by everybody, the after shows, copied by everybody. I started this show. Um, I became an indie filmmaker. I know how to make a film out of nothing. Give me an iPhone and I'll, I will give you a 90 minute film. And the list goes on and on. I, you know, the fact that I've been able to coach people and celebrities, to, um, build brands, consult for brands, all this stuff. Um, I wouldn't have known if I had gotten what I wanted, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have developed those most likely would never have developed any of those skills, wouldn't have had any of those adventures. I will say now, I wouldn't have Maria. No way. I needed to be humbled by life to, to see Maria at that time I saw her, or I would have missed that window. And on and on and on it goes. And that came from, not, from me not getting what I wanted. And so I always try to tell people, like, listen, don't be so just locked in on getting what you want. You know, be open, like let things happen, but also know that if it doesn't happen, then there's probably a really good reason. And there's a good, and there's a reason for other things that will happen if you're blocked. I was at, um, I've been renovating, um, I'm pretending I'm doing a reality DIY show with Violetta because I'm totally now like her whole house. We did the kitchen last year, but now I put in, I did one bathroom, put in, installed them a second bathroom. We have a soaking tub. We have a walk-in shower. And now I'm doing um, an outdoor kitchen and an outdoor gym office. Like I'm just going crazy. Anyway, I was at Home Depot 
because uh, picking of stuff because I know the specific things that I only know that are needed for the build. And I was sitting with a young girl who was, um, who, you know, we were calling other Home Depots to try to find equipment or find what we needed. So there was, she's on hold, so there's a lot of small talk. And um, come to find out, she isn't in the, she's doing something in the medical field, putting herself through school, my kind of person. And on top of it is on an accelerated program where it would normally take six years, but she's doing it four. But I did notice there were some blocks. For somebody who, you know, I could clearly see a path of success for this kid. I'm like, oh, this is a done deal. But also there was a whole, oh, I wasted two years at this other college. It turns out I didn't even need those credits. And, and I just whoa, 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 whoa. Can I? Nothing about it was a waste. You're here. So something I guarantee if I picked apart those two years, you cannot tell me it was a waste. But anyway, getting away probably a little bit from the subject, but I think that there really is something to be said for not always getting what you want. And um, I've just seen it more and more. I've seen it with Maria. Um, man, if, if we, if I got what I wanted with Maria's career, oh my goodness, she'd be out of the business. Like the rest of them that were getting what they wanted at the time. But we didn't. So then I had to go and keep fighting and developing all these other things. And now it's like, wow, 20 years in, still going, which is un pretty much unheard of in our business. Um, and getting better every year, getting bigger every year still. But that all stemmed from not getting what we wanted because I think that, I, I don't know, now we get too inside baseball and maybe it's for a backyard breakthroughs, but I could go over all the things that Marie and I wanted to get. And I'm so glad we didn't. I'm glad our reality show didn't go past the season. I mean, who knows in this crazy culture that we're in right now, I don't need a bullseye on me. I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm JFF right where I am. Um, it was good for what it was. And I'm going to talk about that. I think actually there's an ask the manager I have to do. And someone, one of the questions we got, someone asked about the experience in the reality show, a little teaser for the next, next ask the manager Monday. But again, something really to hang on to in not getting what you want. And I hope that is comes off very clearly because if you got what you wanted, you'd be married to your fifth grade sweetheart. And by the way, I'm sure there's a cynic out there who's gonna tell me, well, for your information, my fifth grade sweetheart is worth $100 million and the nicest guy in the world. All right, well, maybe that's the case. But I find that in most cases, um, it's not that way. So, um, okay, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's talk about teeth whitening, people. Now, as we know, I'm an elderly gentleman, and but I am also a regular guy. Um, so, regular guy plus elderly means what? Yellow, rotten teeth. Um, so I'm not going to go get caps and veneers or... Not saying I wouldn't do it, but I'm, I don't like spending my money on that stuff. I'm still from the Carney business, the guy that had no health care for over a decade and had to always just figure out how to get better, how to preserve, how to heal, how to grow on a dime. And um, 
so Kelsey keeps mentioning to me what the, you know, tell, can you tell me how to do the white strips? Because in the past I've, they've really been sensitive on my teeth. Um, so I'll tell you, if you go get some white strips, and by the way, you can buy the name brand ones or you can buy the generic ones. But they design them so you put them on the front of your teeth and then you, you um, tuck them under the back. Problem is with the back of your teeth, your back of the teeth is not used to getting any friction or any use. So there's not as much in protective enamel on the, on the back of your teeth, as well as the, I would say, the tip of your teeth. So what happens is when whatever this bleaching material, which is obviously got to be strong, gets there with this limited protection, that's where you tend to get the pain. So what I do is I cut them in half or maybe I cut about a third off. It depends on how big your front and bottom teeth are. But I make it so the strip only goes off, goes over the front of my teeth and that's it. it. It doesn't touch the tips of the teeth and it doesn't touch the back. And then you leave it on for a half hour and there'll be directions to tell you how long to leave it on. And then the other secret is I don't slide it off. I actually peel it off like I was peeling off tape. So I take a corner and I actually pull it and peel it off. And I'm of the belief that that action is also pulling off any discoloration on your teeth. Now, they'll tell you that if you have any kind of um, uh, cosmetic dentistry done, um, it will not whiten that. I don't necessarily agree because I have uh, from basketball, I took an elbow and I have a bottom tooth that is that was cracked in half. And every few years I have to, they have to rebond to it. And I, I don't really see a difference. So that's a little, just uh, a little lonely tip on this lonely guy Tuesday. Well, no, it's a little back to school because we're going back to school, people. We want our teeth to look good. By the way, never underestimate the importance of a smile. I know there's charities that deal with smiles, but they do for a reason. Because notice when people really have bad dental work, it, it just tends to stand out and be a bit of a turnoff. So it's important to have a nice smile. And speaking of charity, I want to say this to you people. Um, I try to, the older I get, the more money I, I honestly, I try to give away. I, I, not, not, I try not to do it in a dis dysfunctional way, meaning so I'm broke, because I don't think that's right either. But when I'm with younger people, they seem to feel the need to keep up, you know, if it's at a coffee shop or whatever to, you know, give a tip to that person or even sometimes give tips to the least less likely people. But I, I just want to caution, just give within your means. You don't have to give outside of your means. And the other thing I want to say, which is equally as important as give within your means, it's there's other things you can give besides money. If you want to be a giving person, you want to give back, there's other ways you can give. You can see people. Let me tell you something. I am telling you, there's a lot of people working out there at your Walmart, your Target, your coffee shops, your 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 Home Depots, um, or other places, and you see they're tired. You feel the energy of what they're carrying, and and I think a lot of them, if they were approached with a genuine, um, poignant compliment, 
I promise that would probably go a lot further than your two or three dollars or five dollars that you might put in their jar. And sometimes it's all it takes. Maybe it's helping someone with their groceries, getting it into a car, or I don't know. The other day I hit a parking space before I could see someone else. I knew I had it first, but I just felt they needed it. So I said, no, no, you, you know, you take it. And by the way, I'm not always that guy. But I think there's other ways we can give. And again, and again, if you're one of those people, and again, we're not, you're not one of these people because you wouldn't listen to the show. But for the people you know that are spewing hatred and toxicity on both sides, the left and the right out there, uh, or just in general. And that usually comes from such a place of judgment because they're better than us uh, or the world and they're going to tell us or criticize the people they see as bad. But if, if they would, I would, I, I wonder how much they're giving in their days and I don't think it's much. And, uh, but I wish that more people would just give in their microtransactions. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. You know, um, you can tutor people. I mean, like there's things, yes, I know. And time, time is a commodity you can never get back. So I also want to caution with that. Remember that. You can get money back. I know money's hard to come by. But past time's impossible to come by. Once you spend it, it's gone. So, but maybe in lieu of money, you have time. I can tell you that volunteers that I've known in the dog shelters, they're salt of the earth people. And where's my father? You couldn't lick their ass, kid. Yeah, but I really couldn't. And by the way, that's not sexual, guys. Back in the day, it means you couldn't, you couldn't shine their boots. You couldn't, um, yeah, you could, you just can't live up to who they are. But I know some great people that their time they give to the dogs, just sometimes walking them. Others, I remember this one girl, God love her. She would be there on a Saturday alone and she would sit in the kennels with the most vicious dogs with a toy, trying to socialize them, knowing that if she could socialize them, she would lit, she would literally be saving their lives. Um, but anyway, those are my thoughts on, Giving, it is important to give, but just give within your means, within the means, and, and know that if you don't have money, you can, but you have some time, you can give with time. And if you can't give with either, then you can give in your micro, micro transactions. Sometimes just seeing people. I had a guy target the other day. My goodness, he was like this ball of bright energy. And um, I just had to tell him. And, and I remember the person I was with was someone who works for me at AfterBuzz. I was like, you know, 
if Afterbuzz were in production, I said I would totally say to him, "You ever want to? You, would you ever like to come work for us?" And I've done that before because I, you hire for heart, you train for skill. But anyway, it was it was great to talk to him, you know. And um, I don't know. And I mentioned to the person because I think this is what started the conversation because the, per- the person I was with, you know, um, I was saying there's other ways to give other than money. And that was that. Well, you guys, listen. Maybe maybe we'll save the uh, discussion on Kev Lattes for another time. <laughs> I think I teased that. Um, but, uh, you know, guys, we love when we hear from you on Patreon. You know that. Um, please uh, give us your, um, keep giving us those one-liners. Um, that you, uh, excuse me, those one liners, those Apple podcast reviews, they really mean a lot to us. They do make a difference. And, uh, yeah, any of your comments on Patreon means a lot because it gives Maria the confidence, uh, that we can keep doing this. Uh, us, we, we, the lonely, the lonely guy episodes that are embraced, the ask the manager Mondays, the regular guy Fridays. It just gives Maria um, more peace of mind to do what she has to do. And the way it works with us, more inside baseball. But the more Maria does on the outside of this, the more she can do this. This, A lot of it pays for this to keep going and expanding. So, and again, what do I know, right, kids? What do I know? Um... Let's go out with a little bit. You know, I want to go out with a... Maybe a little bit of... uh, You know what, though? You know what, guys? Sorry here. I know this is a big faux pas here. My friends on uh, Who Are These Podcasts who are just always criticizing um, podcasts out there and poor productions. So I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to take it away from Grace Slick. I'm going to go to the great John Denver, and I'm going to ask him to uh, take us home. You might be on a city road on your way home, but I'd like to think in your mind you're on a country road. Some of you are on country roads. Anyway, as uh, if you heard the Lonely Labor Day, you know our, our outro, our signature outro on this show Regular Guy Friday is uh, learn from mistakes, help one another, have fun. Maria's on Better Together is um, make nice choices. No, make good choices. Be present. Oh, darn. (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I forget. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not Better Together. So what does it matter? It's our, it's a Lonely Guy edition. Just remember in life. It's all about being popular. It's also about getting likes on social media. And three, dimming your light, altering your personality or your makeup or doing whatever you can to achieve one and two. (laughs) Guys, have a great Tuesday. Tomorrow is Wednesday, which is our Friday because I let the cat out of the bag. Tuesday is officially the new Thursday. Anyway, guys, all I love, and um, let's go back to school, 
Let's have a great fun fall. And uh, let's let's enjoy this. Okay, guys, because you know right around the corner is uh is gonna be my time, which is the quote the mile stretch of the holiday season. I'm not gonna say it's the holiday season because I, I'm of the belief that once we get in the Halloween spirit, which let's face it, it's gonna be end of September. Maybe okay, maybe October 1st. We're in the Halloween spirit. I, I think that's the starter pistol to the the holiday season right there. And um, I'm going to tell you something. I went to a Home Depot up north, and um, they had their Christmas decorations out. And you'll see it on uh, you'll see it on Instagram. I took a picture. I was very excited. So, lots to look forward to. Don't be don't be sad. Be happy. And uh, that's all, folks. I would say uh, we out. But that's Ask the Manager Mondays. I'd say buy Betches. That's Regular Guy Friday. You know what? We've got our outro, but I don't know. What is our button on that? I don't know. Maybe you guys will tell me on Patreon. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends, and if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you, and Finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heal squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.